What's up, soccer players? On this episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience, we're continuing with our guest series. So today we have Sebastian Gill, and he's going to talk about his experience with the Ginga Lanta and how he, as a physical therapist, is helping that team win some trophies. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get to that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't you know some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest edition of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, my co-host Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how are you doing today, bro? I'm swell, man. I'm swell. Finally, finally now, we, 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 I'm getting some energy back. <laughs> you got some energy back. Previous, yeah, previously I was a little drowsy. I've been sleeping all day. Uh, previously was about an hour ago for the listeners yeah, out I there know. we're recording. It's going to be back to back. To I'm back. It's going to be bad for me to fall asleep tonight. Tell you oh, that. Man. Well, hopefully we can wake you up a little bit. But um, yeah, is this the first time we're recording back to back episodes? Yeah. I think so. Wow, yeah. that's that's surprising. Um, but yeah, anyway, today is not about us. We have a special guest, Sebastian. Welcome to the show. Uh, Sebastian, thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, tell us about yourself. Thanks for having me, guys. So my name is Sebastian. I am a physical therapist and strength coach. Uh, more background on myself. I was born in Columbia, came to the U.S. when I was six years old, lived in New Jersey most of my life. Um, and then I, you know, moved to Boston for undergrad, South Florida for PT school, and now I'm in Atlanta, um, uh, where I am working with Jenga Atlanta, and the boys just uh, won the UPSL Georgia championship with a with a perfect season, fourteen wins in fourteen games. Uh, then they won the playoffs, two wins right there. So they made it to the U.S. Open Cup for this upcoming year. So who knows if they win enough games, maybe we'll place some MLS teams. Who knows? Just yesterday, we had our first UPSL national championship game against the team from Tennessee. Won that game 4-0. So we're in the round of 16, and hopefully we'll keep going. Oh, ballers. Undefeated. Undefeated. You guys get like a, a golden yeah. Premier League trophy or something like that? That's crazy, man. The Invincibles. We the got an Invincible on the pod here. That's crazy. How does that feel, man? Be part of... Uh part of a championship team it is exciting it is exciting um nerve-wracking at the same time because like you're used to winning and you never want to lose but then you also have that winning mentality now where even if you allow a goal you always expect yourself to score that next goal you kind of like you we used to watch like some of the older teams like either barcelona like early 2010s late 2000s or like the old arsenal or man U teams where like even if they go down they, they expect they still expect yeah. to win. Like a play happens, but whatever. We're on to the next one. We're going to win that next, that next play. We're going to go and score this next goal. That's how the team currently looks, and that's just a mentality that's been developed. Hmm. Now let's let's get into that a little bit later. I want to first start with your your journey of how you ended up with this club. 
Um, so can you kind of walk us through what you were doing in PT school that, that helped you get here and how you, you just moved to Atlanta and you found a team already. Like, how did that happen so quickly? Yeah, so while I was in PT school, I was the coach of the club soccer team at NSU Nova Southeastern in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, always knew I wanted to stay involved in soccer, so I knew I wasn't just going to go to PT school for three years and not do anything else. So I took all my extra time and dedicated myself to coaching soccer so I could learn more about the game. I don't think I was the best coach by any means, but I learned a lot, learned a lot about man management, um, what style of play I liked seeing and coaching. And as far as getting involved with Jenga now that I moved up to Atlanta, as I was getting prepared and knew that I was moving up here, I just started looking on Instagram, seeing what teams existed where, um, what teams I thought uh, would gel with my personality. And uh, I found them on Instagram, reached out on Instagram, and they got back to me. They said, yeah, we could use a physio and a strength coach. Um, I get to take advantage of the fact that I speak Spanish because a lot of the players speak Spanish or Portuguese, and we can get along that way. So getting to use that bilingual skill there too. Nice. Bilingual. And do you think like, obviously when you're working with a player that speaks another language, um, just the ability to communicate with them goes extraordinarily far. Um, what other advantages does it have besides just the, the verbal communication? Um, so verbally is obviously the easiest one you can just kind of explain exactly what you want from them. Uh, but also you, you kind of build that rapport that you kind of want to build with patience too. Like you got to build it with your players just that much quicker if you're able to understand each other uh, via spoken word. Uh, some players I don't speak the same language as and them I have to more like, you know, send videos of exactly what I want or show them exactly what I want. And I, some of the other players that I know that speak English and whatever other language, whether it's Portuguese or another language, I have them come and translate for me um, so that we can get the point across a little bit better just because it's so much easier hearing things in your own language than trying to figure out what this guy might be telling you to do so you can get stronger or fitter. I can, I can totally understand that. I, I work in a clinic where the majority, like 95% of my population is Dominican and um i i do most of my email in spanish but if you take me if you take me outside of work i i <laughs> i don't speak anything <laughs> it's crazy like you 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 can start up like you you start to learn some of the vocab some of the the, the strength coach vocab yet for in spanish right mm -hmm. how's that been going you start um, to make a cheat sheet or certain words that he <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, in Spanish, I just tell them what to do. In Spanish, it's easy. Um, whatever exercise I want them to do, even if I don't know the word, like I can at least be like, I want you to do this movement and I'm saying it in Spanish. Kind of like when you're working oh, okay. with patients that haven't like worked out and you're working with them in English and gotcha. kind of guide them through the motion. Same thing in Spanish. Mm -hmm. That's nice, man. So in terms of both fitness and rehab with your club, um, like what's your structure? Cause I'm sure we're, we're probably in similar positions where budget wise, there's not a ton to work with. So, um, what's kind of your setup with them and how are you working with that? So a lot of players live in, uh, in the same house and they have like a little fitness room that they have. Um, they have a few weights, um, and they have some bands and that that's helpful. Um, we don't have a treatment table or anything, which we had one, hopefully in the future we'll get one. Um, but it's all, so far it's been dependent on like if somebody has either a knock or an injury or if they're looking to get specifically stronger um just overall then i work with 
whatever player that is individually. Um, and I'm able to kind of guide their workouts or their training program, knowing that they're limited in equipment, but that they have the time and they have the space to at least do their workouts. Uh, so hopefully in the future, we'll get a little bit of a bigger room. We'll get a little bit more of a, a little bit more equipment set up so we can get, do a little bit more. But for now, that's, that's what we have and it's working so far. What's the, what's the day-to-day like? Day-to-day, it is keeping up with like whoever has an injury or a knock and being like, hey, tell me how you're feeling. Tell me how practice went today. Let's look at the program right now. Like what exercises are going well? What exercises are too easy? What's too hard? And we adapt that. Um, most of the players are fine, so we don't really have to do a lot. Um, I want to be getting more into like the actual fitness and kind of long-term, um, you know, monitoring of their levels and how they're feeling. <clears throat> but for now it's just staying fit because we're in the middle of trying to get this championship. So we just want to stay near a hundred percent or, you know, high 90% of like feeling good so that they can be out there performing as much as they can. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you have any period periodization scheme for the, cause you are right in the middle of the season right now. Like often are those guys coming for that, for that um, week, weekly session, strength training sessions in a week. Oh man, we do like just one or two really, because um, they're just trying to like not get super tired. And it, told me like, Oh, I'm, I'm getting like three lift. <laughs> no, that'd be like too many right now for them. Um, a lot of them, they, they work because we're at a semi-pro level and, um, but they do train every day. So I know that their trainings are generally pretty intense, but I've spoken with the coach and we know like the day after a game, we're going to take a little bit easier, um, whether that's spiking or just kind of like a video session, understanding what their plan is going to be for the next week and what they're going to be doing against the team that they play next. Um, and then on like the Friday before Saturday game, they take it a little bit lighter. So we're not doing so much the long-term periodization yet. Once we get to the off season, we'll kind of implement some of those things. But for now, it's just, making sure we're good on the week-by-week basis. Andy, you heard what he said, right? Players are coming from work. Dude, I feel like it's so much harder just to, like, take care of the recovery session of these players after game. And, you know, they have to go to work. Like, you have to account that, too, in terms of um, your, your, the conditioning aspect and, and recovery, which is, yeah. I, I assume it's, 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 very, it's very hard. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy, um, and there's only so much you could do, right? Like, at the end of the day, you got bills to pay, and you got to go to work. So it, it's a lot of little conversations, kind of like wondering, like, oh, what's your sleep habit like? Do you feel like you're getting enough sleep? And if they say no, we kind of talk about what their habits are like before they go to bed or once they get up in the morning so we can try to be as efficient as possible so they can, they can maximize their sleep and their recovery because we all know how important sleep yeah. is. but. But, you know, we just want to maximize that and talk about diet a little bit. Obviously, I'm not a dietitian, so I'm not going to change it. We just want to make sure that they're generally healthy. Okay. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely tough at the, the semi-professional level because you have so many variables that traditionally you would think that they are, they can be affected and changed. So, for example, something like sleep, but... Um, I'll give you an example. One of our players, I kept on asking, like, why is your sleep rating out of whack every time you fill it out? And he's like, I work the night shift. And I was like, that explains it. Can't do much about that. <laughs> Let's move on to the next thing, you know? I had a player that was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my knee is bothering me so much. Like, every time I go up and downstairs right now, like, oh, I don't know what's wrong. I was like, oh, like, what, what happened? He was like, oh, I, I just trained and it hurt so much. I was like, oh, what'd you do the day before? Oh, like, I was in a different state and then I had to drive overnight and I, I drove, like, four hours to get to practice. And as soon as I got to practice, I started playing and I was like, Oh, okay. Like 
obviously like that, that makes sense then so you know just take a couple of days relax we'll kind of get you back into your regular routine but you know next time if you're going to drive that long like try to get there earlier and just rest or get there and get a real good warm-up in yeah, yeah. i feel like yeah. in, in those settings like um a lot more emphasis and that's just how i feel like i'm not a i'm not a, a pt and a strength coach for semi-protein but I feel like a lot of emphasis should be put on the recovery aspect just because these players have so much more, I guess, they, they're putting on so much more um, load, mental load, um, physical load on their body than, you know, an actual professional player. It's, you know, they, they don't, their job is not just to train. They also have other jobs there. Yeah, they have a lot going on. So it's just minimizing distractions as best as they can. Uh, we know, you know, they got lives to take care of, but again, taking care of the low hanging fruit, sleep, eating, and just mentally preparing for what you got going on in life. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's, let's dig into your championship. And cause I want to learn a lot about this because we, we've had a few people um, at all different levels come on and some of them do have championship experience, which you do at this point. And I want to hear from you, like what's, you've worked with a different amount of teams at all sorts of different levels um, and different capacities. And what makes this team different from every other team you worked with? I think it's the mentality, the mentality that's in, instilled by our coach, Joe Garcia, uh, but also just the mentality of the players, right? We've talked about how they're semi-pro, but all these players, they're, they're trying to get noticed by higher up tiers of soccer. They're trying to get into MLS teams. They're trying to get into second tier uh, soccer in the U.S. or European teams. Um, so they have this like this grit, this tenacity. They want to win every single game, and every time that they win, they want to, they don't want to win one nothing. They want to win five nothing. They want to score as many goals as possible. They want to keep a shutout because they want to go to like higher places. Um, so it's just a mentality. Like, and the best thing is that they don't want to just score their own goal. They want the team to win by a lot because if if the whole team gets noticed, then you know, kind of like you see any other team. If, you, if you're a successful team and you're not like the highest tier team, your players are going to be kind of poached. They're going to be taken away by people that can afford it. Mm-hmm. So the whole team wants to get noticed so everybody else can continue moving up in the world of soccer. Um, so I think that's been the biggest thing, just that mentality and that need to win. Like if I don't win this game, I might not get to a higher level of soccer. So we are going to go out there. We're going to give it our all at all times. Every day is do or die. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So the players, the the coaching staff, and the ownership, they're all on the same page in terms of I want you as a player to get to the next level because if that happens, everybody here will benefit from that. Yeah, exactly. And it's Interesting. Just, it, that's the best part. Everybody is on the same page. Um, you know, it's not just like, oh, I want to get I want to get noticed and just mean I don't care about the team. It's it's I want to get noticed, and if I get noticed, it'll help my teammate out. Or if I get my teammate noticed, maybe I'll get noticed next time. So that's where that growth comes in, and that's that commitment for everybody. Very, very interesting. I like that. Now, when it comes to performing on a day-to-day basis, how does that championship mentality manifest itself like in training sessions? Because that environment is a little bit different. Yeah, so I haven't had the opportunity to go to too many training sessions just because, you know, i got to be a PT in an outpatient clinic 40 hours a week. 
and they train every day. And unfortunately I can't beat all of them. But um, what I've noticed is that there's just competition, right? There's only 11 spots on the field at once and everybody is competing even against each other, but in a healthy way, right? It's not like anybody's going in for like a crunching tackle, trying to injure anybody, trying to get the play next time. It's just a matter of like, if, if we're competing at the highest level in practice, that's how we get better. And that's how we continue to perform on weekends. If, if they don't take it easy during the week by any means. So just seeing the intensity that all the players kind of come in with it, it doesn't stop if they're in the middle of the week training, they maintain that intensity at all times. Things we have to do to get those, man. How does that impact you? Like you've seen that drive from the players. How does that push you, I guess, to become a better physical therapist and strength coach? Yeah, so there's been a couple of ways. I would say one, it's kind of like trying to help players rehab and trying to know if they really are so injured they can't play or if this is something you can play, but you might be at a risk of injury, but you could play. So, so like, having that conversation, like, hey, like, I, I know you can play, but if you play and something happens, like, you're going to miss months. You're not just going to miss, like, a couple, a couple games here and there. Um, so having that conversation with a player, with the coaching staff, and, you know, everybody kind of working as a team to make the best decision. Um, but then as far as me making myself better, is I want to know how to help the players perform at that peak, at their peak, but also – be able to improve their fitness as well. So um, it means that I take time to read more because I'm, I, I want to be able to kind of get them to higher levels. And it means I take more time watching videos. I take more continuing education so that I can improve myself so I can help them improve. And, you know, at the end of the day, I also want to work at higher levels of soccer. So once again, it kind of comes down to the whole team. Everybody wanting to help each other up, out and be able to move up in the world. Nice, man. Nice. So you work 40 hours a week, huh? Yeah. Okay, so like Andy, like you're doing like when communication is done like through, how is communication done as you're working 40 hours a week? Like how does that work? Lunch break. Uh, uh, in the morning, you get lunch I get break? to work, and, and <laughs> you said lunch break. Well, yeah, so essentially that means I work. In my mind, I work forty-four hours a week because they take that one hour off, and then you still got to get four hours in. But anyway, oh, that's man. besides the point. Um, so I, I talk to them. I, I communicate. I send out my messages before I get to work during lunch, and then after I'm done with work, and then if, after I'm done with work, if there's any specific player that needs any any type of uh, session, like if I need to be there in person, then I'll go to either the house where they're all at, or if there's any individual player that needs it, um, I'll go to them. Okay. Hmm. Now, how do you deal with the player that has that insane drive to move forward, but maybe isn't in the best state of health, whether it be from injury or overtraining? How do you get them to understand the concept that less is more sometimes and that they don't need to, train seven days out of the week because it'd be better for them if they did like five or six. I take a lot of what we learned, maybe not everybody in PT school, like what I learned just through my experience in PT school, during my rotations and just life and communicate with them directly. Like I I don't, I try not to beat around the bush. I, I tell them straight up like, Hey, this is the risk you're putting yourself at. If you do this so intensely seven, seven days out of the week and you go to work, or, you know, if you just play like 10 games in a week, 
um, you're, you know, you're going to increase your, your chance of injury. And then if you injure yourself, you're going to then lose time that you can play and get noticed. Um, so I just, I try to be direct with them, but also if I need to, if I need to speak with the coaching staff and kind of let them know like, Hey, this player might need to just take a little bit easier in training this day. And, you know, if they disagree, we, you know, we disagree, but it hasn't happened so far because they know that I have the teams and the players best interests at heart. I'm not trying to just tell them like, Oh no, don't play because I don't feel like you should. It's more, I genuinely care about this player and their long-term fitness. So this is why I'm recommending that they have like a lighter one or two days. Right, so it comes down to, again, understanding everybody's goal and relating it back to that. Um, but you, have, you got anything else for Sebastian? No, he's just, um, I'm more impressed by just, you know, how he's navigating two jobs during the week and two jobs that demand all of his attention too, which is it's kind of crazy. When you think about it, emailing during lunch, I don't even get, I get like 30 minutes lunch, bro. Where are you, <laughs> where are you getting this hour lunch, bro? That's crazy. Sometimes I wish it was 30 minutes so I can go home earlier, but you know. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. No, I appreciate that though. It, it It's tiring sometimes. I can't lie to you. Sometimes I'm home and I'm like, dang, like I just want us to like sleep. But obviously you're at home. You, you got to do little chores around the house too. And it is what it is. But at the same time, it all comes down to the goals. I have my goals. I know what I want to, what levels I want to get to. And I know those opportunities don't just come at you just because you ask for them. So I know I got to work hard for it. That's what I'm doing. I just picture you and Andy coming back from work and opening up your computer, open up Excel and just start typing away on, on, on an Excel sheet trying to like periodize something. Cause that's what I think it is. What would I think about the, um, you know, uh, physical therapist and strength coach working in teams and working at an outpatient clinic. It's like to get that you 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 gotta you gotta take away that that outpatient um, mind frame and then switch completely to a different one. Like that also hiring. <laughs> you always have to like watch your level of energy because you wanna be like on point <laughs> before before you start taking on a task. For sure. I take that, the same advice I give to my employers and sometimes I'm like, I'm probably not going to get as much sleep as I should tonight. So uh, let me try to get a little bit more sleep tomorrow then. Sleep. That's, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> <laughs> You're out here training at 1am. So I feel you. <laughs> Listen, some bodies are just built to train in the middle of the night. Don't call me in the morning though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm strictly PM. Oh, man. Well, Sebastian, thank you so much for, for coming on the show and sharing your insight as it relates to everything you're doing with your club and in clinic and learning and growing and, and continuing to, to become a, an outstanding clinician and provider. Um, where can the people find you if, you if they have questions, they want to hit you up or anything? Uh, if you want to find me on Instagram at Sebastian.Gill.SportsPhysio on Twitter at SebastianGillPT. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun chatting. Been a little while since I saw your guys' faces, so good to see you guys as always. Yeah, man, it's been a minute. I gotta come through to the the ATL when the whole world isn't in, uh, infected. So um, yeah, hopefully that can happen soon. Or you come back up here, man. You gotta come back to Jersey. What you doing now? Cold there? up there, bro. In the summer, I'm not trying to go right now. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. It's cold out here, bro. It's cold. It's real cold. Um. All right. Well, thank y'all for listening, and we'll see y'all next week.